All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Totally Tangential Podcast. My name is Totally. My name's Tangential. <laughs> and welcome back to the podcast. Okay. I really well. appreciate that you didn't let me in that we were doing that. Oh, no, I never do. I wanted to, I wanted to get your raw reaction. That's what gets the views. Yeah, yeah. Black raw. What? Man, we just had a a double digit episode we are writing on a great momentum here don't look at the statistics as to how many of those were people trying to finish the same video yeah i was gonna say i i already do check the statistics and it says that we got one new viewer but for all i know the one new viewer is like we weren't logged in when we were viewing it so it says that out of the 11 views there were five unique viewers so i'm not quite sure uh yeah such. That one view might have been me checking the audio quality right before we called. It very well could have been. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. We're riding high on momentum. You know why? Because you're high on momentum. I'm high on life and you are high because you just had a great week, an amazing week that you are going to tell me about. Uh, okay, well, my leaf, my leaf, my week was... Uh, not amazing, but not bad. It was uh, pretty good. Something that I forgot if I told you about before or if I brought it up on the podcast or not. But uh, there's a gym on the other side of my uh, workplace. It's like my workplace, a giant parking structure, and then a gym on the other side. And uh, and I get a discount for it. Did I, does this sound familiar? Did I tell you about this already? Actually, no. Okay. I don't think you have. Then, uh, yeah, we get a discount for it. Uh, that is one thing that I'll say first is coming from SoCal with, like, uh, Planet Fitness and 24-Hour Fitness and that stuff and used to those prices. Guess how much this gym membership is before the discount? You see, gym prices have kind of blown my mind because I would never pay more than, like, 20 to 25 a month for a gym. But I know people who literally pay, like... $60 or, or more for a gym. So I'm going to say cost 50 without a discount. Without a discount, it's $85 a month. Jesus, that is fucking absurd. Like, they better have, like, state-of-the-art equipment and services, and that place better be clean and huge. Well, I will say it is nicer than, like, Gold's gyms that I've gone to in 24-hour fitnesses, but it's still just a- amazing to me because I'm so used to, like, oh, Gold's gym, you know, 24 hours, nine ninety nine a month, and it's just super great and convenient from that standpoint where so many things in Boston, like, 85 isn't even ridiculous. There's so many places that are between, like, 50 to $100 per month. Uh, the cheapest place that... It, yeah, the cheapest place I found is like 30 bucks a month, but I get a 30% discount, so it's $52 a month. But the main reason why I joined the place, other than all of the gyms are super fucking expensive, is because it's really annoying when you go to work and you're there for like a total of between having a lunch and then having to walk there and walk back. You have like 10 hours of your day taken up by work or work adjacent things. So it, you don't exactly have the motivation when you come home of like, great, I got home at 630. I'm hungry, so I need dinner. It's like, OK, so great. If I go to the gym after dinner, by the time that I come back, it will be 8 p.m. and I have two hours to myself. So uh, at my job, I get a 20 minute break and a one hour lunch. But most of the time I finish all of my food within a 20 minute break. So uh, I was 
was like, okay, well, if I'm doing nothing but watching YouTube during the one-hour lunch and the other place is literally a three-minute walk because it's on the other side of the building, I, I thought, might as well just get the uh, membership there. That way I don't have to spend time after work. I can just spend time during work going to the gym. So I've been doing that, and uh, even though it is expensive, like I said, it is nice. They have free towels there. Obviously, you can't take them home, but you don't have to bring your own, and they have a sauna there. They have showers with shampoo and conditioner and all that stuff. They have uh, they have some you know good equipment and a lot of uh, free things that you can use, like boxing gloves and shit like that. So uh, as a whole, it's not terrible, but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it for what it is. Okay. Uh, my only question is, if they have a sauna, do they have a GQO? <laughs> No but all, okay, all jokes aside, actual thing I was going to say was, um, yeah, I mean, that sounds like a good use of time for me for sure. And, you know, um, you get to stay in shape, be healthy, all kinds of things you're thinking of. It's just, um, I don't know how physically demanding your job is. Like, would that be too exhausting or not? You kind of just chilling. Um, I mean, my job isn't exactly super physically demanding. You have to be on your feet for pretty much all the day, but beyond that, uh, occasionally you'll carry a heavy box, but it's not like I'm moving 30-pound boxes throughout the entire day. So, uh, I, I mean, also, it helps with the fact that at the gym, it, it might be kind of annoying if I was going there, and for the one hour of my lunch, I'm, like, pushing myself to my absolute limit, but I want to get my cardio up, so I've been doing this, uh program that i've seen online to get yourself to be able to run a 5k starts out with like run one minute walk two minutes for you know three days a week for the first week second week two minute run two minute walk and then you work your way up to running for 30 minutes straight but um like that i do for 21 minutes and then i go in the sauna for like 10 minutes and i take a shower so that's not too bad at all but yeah if i was like you know just doing bench press and squats and all of this stuff to you know, to failure at the end of every lunch period, then yeah, I'd probably hate myself. Fair enough, but just getting some decent cardio in and, you know, getting yourself to where you want to be, I think that is, you know, a good goal and good way of getting you to your weight loss goals, fitness, tying it into New Year's resolutions, past episodes, all that. Did we have a New Year's resolutions episode? Dude, I, I can imagine why now that people uh, people don't remember what they've talked about on the podcast or not. Because this is, what, episode 9 and I already don't remember half the shit we've talked about. I, yeah, I'm like 90% sure we brought it up at one point. Alright, I'll, I'll take your word for it. But uh, yeah, how about you? How was your amazing week, leaf, whatever? Uh, well, my leaf, let me tell you, it is growing bigger and bigger. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. Okay, so my week. Um, let me think. There was something specific I wanted to bring. Up. Oh, I guess for starters, I did get into you know the two classes I wanted. So that, yeah, that I was going to ask about that because there was the potential issue for one class. Yeah, so I did make it in. So my life is officially back on track. Um, but there was one specific... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I wanted to say. So... You know, there's a lot of service people, service jobs where you, you know, work with people and frequently you'll get some form of tip in exchange, whether it's, you know, waitressing, bartending, etc. Like that kind of thing. Stripping. What? Stripping. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. You're not wrong. <laughs> but point being, um, in the medical field, even though you have to have a lot of the same skills, it's you don't really get tips like that because... That, that could be seen as quite unethical for a few reasons, right? Yeah, understandably so. But sometimes patients do feel quite good, and they, they will actually bring us some gifts. 
Mm-hmm. And in the past, uh, my trainer and coworker told me like he's been actually given cash tips before, or he's been given like sunglasses for Christmas, like designer sunglasses because mm-hmm. one of yeah yeah that that kind of thing, right? Um, I haven't really gotten that yet to that degree, but this week alone we had three different patients bring in some form of fruit, and then the one that I'm actually like super hyped about is this one patient like. He makes his own salsa, bottles it, and everything. But mm-hmm. it was like habanero uh, ghost pepper salsa. Oh. And oh my god, it was amazing. Like, it wasn't just like really spicy, but like the flavor profile was actually so strong and held its own merit that like I was willing to like go through the spice, which, you know, it's, it, it wasn't like overwhelmingly spicy, surprisingly. It was just like. It was really fucking hot, but it was like I could at least tolerate it. Yeah, well, and I'm sure I, it also helps with both of our spice tolerances because you and I both enjoy spicy food a good bit. Where like my mom thinks that the hot sauce at Taco Bell is like, ooh, that has a kick to it. It's like really, it's just salty for me. Yeah, so you and I are on the same page here, but nah, it was it was actually so damn amazing, and I'm so glad the guy brought some, and I hope he brings some more. Like, um. <laughs> Me and my coworkers, we went to this one uh, burrito place twice this week. Uh, it's actually like almost walking distance from where I live, so okay. like, um, I, I'm pretty familiar with the place, even though I hadn't been there in years before this. Just the food is so good. We got the exact same like place two days in a row as. The burrito was good, but it was a vessel for the hot sauce. The, the gotcha. Sauce. I, I know certain foods are like that. Wings are, you know, one of those foods that are just a vessel for the ranch for hot sauce, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. So you actually get exactly what I'm saying. Like, and honestly, it held up. It was, it was so good. I don't normally like going out during lunch to get food because you run out of time. You spend more money than you're hoping to gas and all that. But like, it, yeah. it was super worth it this week what's gas at in california right now ah five something depending where you go it's either a little little below five or a decent bit above five okay so take that for what you will i'll take that for what i will so yeah i don't know it was just really nice all right. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Um, I, I don't think that I have anything else that's particularly notable, so uh, if you do, go ahead. But if not, we can jump into the juicy topic that you prepared. Anything too notable? No. And, um, you know, we, if anything comes up, I, I'm sure we'll bring it up next time on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> but all that aside, yeah, um, we, we'll just jump straight into it. Which means that this is pretty much my my cue to go in, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Not for you to say it and then pause. I, I was wondering if something was happening and you needed me to cut it out. No, no, no. I, I was expecting like some sort of like acknowledgement. Like, okay, let's jump into it. No, just go. Okay, just go. So, uh, I watched the finale of Better Call Saul. And it blew my mind with how good it was, right? Oh, like, yeah. I uh, I saw Video Game Donkey posted a uh, review of it. And I, I was tempted to send it to you because it's a four-second review when it says, go watch this show. Okay, good. I'm glad that he was on the same page as me. <laughs> like, it lived up to everything a finale, like, everything you would want. Like, tying up every loose story and, and like, delivering the emotional impact you wanted. It was fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. 
And the one thing I was thinking about is like the creators of that show obviously hit out of the park with this one. Breaking Bad has become one of the most like iconic TV shows. I think I can safely say of all time or at least recent history. So like clearly these writers are very talented at what they do. And I don't know how they get there. I don't know how they come up with those ideas. I don't know how they like take the ideas out of their brain onto paper, onto the screen, like just a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. And one thing I was thinking about is like, you know what? I'm never going to have the dedication to actually like make something of it, but I at least want to see if I can come up with a decent idea or a terrible idea. Either way, just an idea. Yeah. And so, oh yeah, no, that that's exactly what you and I did. I let you know, come up with a certain amount of ideas during the week. We will manifest them into theoretical reality and discuss it here today yeah i mean you know you say gave me time during the week and i definitely didn't do this like over the course of 20 minutes prior to this podcast starting but uh something that i will say is that i i think i've told you about this stuff before but back when i was going to cal state dominguez hills i actually took a uh either a screenwriting or a script writing class, one of the two. Yeah, you did. And, uh, you know, this kind of reminded me of it. I mean, obviously, since I did this in 20 minutes, I didn't have, you know, seven pages worth of scripts or anything. I have, like, very small synopses of each of these. But um, that was definitely, like, out of any class that I had to take, that was one of the most entertaining ones. And I think that you would enjoy a class like that. Honestly, I probably would, because I always have, like, decent ideas I just never sit down and actually, like, foster them in any capacity. So I just forget them and nothing ever happens with them. But, like, anytime I've ever been forced to actually sit down and work on any creative endeavor, two things happen. One, I get massive writer's block and get extremely frustrated and question why I do it in the first place. But after, like, a solid hour or so, maybe two, finally, it's, like, dig dug. How he's always pushing through the ground, trying to get to that next step. I break through rock and I get those ideas. It's great. Have you ever and that's played Dig Dug? I've loved it. Okay, well, I, I, I was moderately amused by Dig Dug as I did. Okay, well, that's better than I thought I was going to get out of an answer for you, so. Have you played Dig Dug? No, I literally only know Dig Dug because of the uh, because of regular show. Really? Yeah, regular show uh, has some episode where they have Dig Dug or some very clear knockoff of it. Uh, oh, my alarm. I'm keeping that in the podcast because I'm too lazy to edit it out. But uh, yeah, so uh, Dig Dug, never played it. I don't even know what it's on. Uh, it, it was like an old arcade game. Anyways, that's not too relevant. <laughs> um, I could go. Actually, no, I'm, I am going to go on this tangent. Screw it. Forget this topic. <laughs> so I never actually really liked a lot of like traditional arcade games like Galaga was alright you know it's probably my favorite out of all of them Pac-Man is kind of boring but it's okay Dig Dug is more or less the same mm -hmm. um, you know it's just like I never really liked them per se but growing up I had a game called Namco Museum like for the PS2 which was just a you know collection of you know classic Namco arcade games mm -hmm. and in the PS2 version they would like revamp the games with modern like recreations with new mechanics better graphics all kinds of things mm -hmm. and those i genuinely do enjoy and that kind of dig dug i actually love and i could probably sit down and play that and enjoy that to this day okay i, I always thought it was cool uh matthew uh the the one that we both know that i've known since preschool um uh, his uh neighbor I remember one of the people on his street actually had in the garage a couple of arcade cabinets, 
and uh, since I had a kid our age, we, when I was like in first or second grade, would go over there sometimes together and just play in the garage, and that was uh, always fun, but it was something where as I got older, I looked up and like, oh, it would be super cool to have one of those if you had the space for it. How much did they cost? And like, I just can't justify, oh, it's $2,000 for an arcade cabinet, which literally only plays one game that you can play for free online. It's like, shit, I mean, <laughs> it's cool, but unless I get a million dollars, I'm not buying an arcade cabinet. No, definitely not. I feel like that would be the kind of thing where either you have so much money you could just piss it away so it's cool, or maybe if it's something, like, you are so genuinely, like, in love with as a game, like, I, I don't know, obviously my friends would, uh, who love Dance Dance Revolution, if the three of us pooled our money together, it probably might have been actually saving money with how much we played that game in the arcade. Honestly true, but... Uh... Uh, so, Oh, go ahead. If you're playing, if you're playing a game to that excess, it might be worth it. But otherwise, it, it's just an aesthetic thing that if you have a shit ton of money, sure. Yeah, but uh, despite the name of the podcast being totally tangential, let's try to get back on track. So, uh, yeah, your script wow. ideas. Yeah, you are reining in my creativity. I am. This, this is why I'll never become the next biggest podcaster, Dylan. Yeah. Oh, you, just you specifically. I am the Joe Rogan to your. See, that's it. I, I don't know who else was on Joe Rogan show. I don't know the producer. Well, I'm the producer. I'm supplying the cash, and that's it. Nah. I don't know. Anyways, getting on subject. Yes, yes, yes. That is a good idea. So, throughout the week, I gave us the assignment of coming up with decent, I, I guess at least synopses or vague ideas for a show, movie, game idea. Just, you know, just something to see what kind of ideas we can come up with foster you know just discuss and they don't have to be critically acclaimed thrillers it could be like meme stuff or whatever but mm -hmm. that, that's what i did so we're gonna go back and forth sharing one at a time discussing it seeing where it goes well jonathan you want me to give you my first uh, piece of advice that i learned in screenwriting script writing whatever class i would love that it's do don't don't tell so, you know, you're, you're describing all of the shit that we're going to do. Don't don't tell them. Just do it. Just so show, show don't tell. Yeah. But, wait, but there's no show. Okay, whatever. So I'm going to give my first one, and then you'll give your first one. Ready? See, you're already fucking up. Just just go. Don't don't tell here, me what you're going to do. Here is the story of Artie the Artist, who arted like he never arted before. The, is that the title? That's the title. Great. Uh, what's the acronym for that? Ah. <laughs> I'm going to try to figure out what that is. Okay, so here's the synopsis. Okay. Artie is a well-known film critic whose opinion holds legitimate sway over public hype for an upcoming theatrical release. One day, he watches the most absurd, boring, incomprehensible arthouse film, which spurs him into writing a scathing review. That film's director, outraged over the review, states that Artie simply does not understand her masterpiece – and that is far easier to review art than it is to create it. She then challenges Artie to create a movie of his own to see how he would fare under that same level of critical review. But never one to let those opinions go, Artie accepts this challenge. But things quickly go awry. Each time he tries to create a film, it begins with a very engaging, amazing premise before falling apart for some absurd reason. Whether it be the inexplicable inexplicable sex scene in his live-action puppet movie, oh, what? the curious decision to tell the story of a completely uninvolved random pedestrian in a suspenseful drama about a crooked cop, 
or his distracting insistence that all characters much mumble rap in his musical titled, I Have a Mouth and I Can Barely Speak. Artie's movies just cannot stand up to critical scrutiny for some unknown reason. First of all, m- oh, oh, you got more, okay. Yeah, I got, I got a little bit more, don't worry. Okay, keep on going. In a moment of frustration, he gives up on the script for his newest movie, instead of opting to take a night off and rewatch one of his childhood favorite films. Halfway through the movie, however, he has an epiphany. He pauses the movie and researches the production of said movie. Apparently, that movie was the director's first movie as a lead director, and rather than focusing on creating some form of high art, the director simply focused on telling a story that only he could tell. A fun, meaningless movie about a chihuahua who learned to speak and became best friends with a K-pop idol. Inspired by this lovely genius, Artie rewatches the film he had such disdain for, and he grows an appreciation for it. He then reaches out to the director and apologizes, and the two bury the hatchet. They then go on to publicly agree to make a movie together, and several years later, that movie became a massive hit. Despite the odd decision to have a golden retriever in literally every scene in the movie, even though the dog has no relevance to the plot, nor is it ever even addressed by a single character in the film. The end. Okay, uh, you know, that was a whirlwind of emotions for me. Uh, I mean, first of all, I gotta say that, uh, you know, terrible. I hated it. Absolutely. Why do you hate it? That is like peak cinema. (laughs) Well, the first thing that you've said of just the the, the amount of times that art was said in the title, title, it was atrocious. And then, you know, I thought it sounded stupid, but then I thought, oh, okay, you were starting it stupid, but then it's got this, you know, serious twist that I might actually like of just like this guy who's, you know, he's going to see that it's harder to create than it is to critique. But then you just shout out all over any credibility (laughs) that that had by like, oh, yeah, the, you know, chihuahua this puppet sex scene like oh man it was just a whirlwind of i hate this oh this sounds like it could be decent oh no i actually hate this so uh yeah bravo yeah yeah i i liked the idea of it having a serious like idea despite the stupid title but then it just kind of devolves into like a parody comedy kind of thing which if if you know it going in i'm sure you could appreciate it otherwise that would be pretty fucking funny not gonna lie Oh, dude, I, I I don't know. I just, I, I hate everything about it. Uh, well, what if we dial back on the, uh, the, the curious decisions, like having a golden retriever in every scene and never addressing Oh, yeah, everything just seemed like you were like, okay, he threw Air Bud in there, he threw Beverly Hills Chihuahua in there. I, I felt like half of the things were just referenced to other shitty movies. I'm glad you actually knew what I was going for there. Yeah, except I do like that the air bud uh, thing just had him completely unacknowledged the entire time, which does actually remind me. Have you ever seen Donnie Darko? Uh, no, but I'm vaguely familiar with the premise. Like, he has some, like, imaginary creature or whatever, yeah? Okay, well, don't worry about that, because that's not important whatsoever. Is Uh that uh, in the movie... uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I could be butchering this a little bit, but there's essentially this fat guy who's just, like, he'll show up in different scenes of just, like, you know, Donnie is walking through the park talking to his friend or his teacher or maybe the imaginary person, and uh, and then you just see this, like, really dumb-looking fat guy just jogging in the park as he does. It's like, okay, you know, 
nothing too weird. He stared at him, which was a little bit weird, but, you know, whatever. And then there's a house party going on later, and he looks out the window, and then just, like, the fat guy's just kind of there, standing there, like, I don't know. So the, the guy is constantly in there, but it's never acknowledged, like, not by Donnie, not by, you know, anyone. He's just like, if you pay attention, you will see this fat guy in a tracksuit in, like, seven different scenes in the movie, and that's essentially what your Air Bud ripoff is doing. You know, I never actually knew that had been implemented before. I just thought it was a funny idea. Damn, it is hard to be original these days. It really is. I feel like, you know, a lot of the stuff that I did uh, was like, okay, you know, this sounds like it could be entertaining, but let's be real. It probably has been pitched or is already a thing at some point. Yeah, like, honestly, <coughs> even, even this movie idea is me kind of just taking the plot of Chef and kind of twisting it a little bit. Um, I don't think you've actually seen that movie, right? Uh, is that the one where Happy from Iron Man is a chef? Yeah, I, that's the one. I actually have seen that like within the past couple months. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's actually a surprisingly solid film, given it seems to be a complete joke and fantasy at first. But... Yeah, and I was surprised how many people from Iron Man are in the movie. Yeah, that's... yeah I mean, when Tony Stark came in, well, not, but all jokes aside, like this movie honestly is kind of just a ripoff of that, like... I mean, I obviously, like, added in, like, comedic elements in my way the same way they did in theirs, but, like... Mm -hmm, but yours it, were just... much worsely executed. <laughs> Excuse me, they haven't been executed yet. Oh. <laughs> All jokes aside, it's just, like, genuinely, like, I took an existing idea and tried to make it my own, but, like, I, I tried incorporating elements I genuinely thought were original. Damn, it is hard to come up with something. I, I, I've heard, like, there's no such thing as, like, an original song. You always just, like, recompose things, but, like... Damn, that's kind of true, though. Yeah, really is. You know, every uh, everything after the dictionary was created, it's just a remix. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm going to kind of take this, like, Shark Tank. Will you invest $10 into my creation of Artie the Artist who arted like he never arted before? I will give you $10 to never say the title again. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. Artie the Artist who never arted like he never arted before. I think you even fucked up, but okay. I did. I added never when I didn't mean to. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I will not give you your $10. But okay, then you can also... Uh, hey, yeah, you know, we like rating things on numbers, so I'll give you a rating, and uh, you can give me my ratings. And I give yours a solid 3.5 out of 10. 5 is average, right? Yeah, 5 is average. I'll take it. I'll take it. That that's about what this movie deserves. Yeah, you know, I, I gave you the generous an, an extra generous four points because you're my friend. I appreciate that. But with that said, I want to hear what amazing cinema idea you came up with. Well, not all of them are cinema. I have one TV show, one movie, and one anime. But uh, oh. I I will tell you the in work title of each of them, and you can choose which one we're going with first. Okay. So we got normal is the new strange. The Delivery Driver, and You're It. Oh, man. You're It sounds suspenseful. That immediately got my attention. I kind of want to hear it. Okay. Well, it's not suspenseful, but okay. Oh. <laughs> um, which my descriptions are a lot shorter than yours, but they've got the room for us to talk about, you know, and play with the different ideas that could come up with. I, I don't have the full thing. It's just a general idea. It's my elevator no, pitch. That's, that's okay. We're going to, like expand it we're gonna manifest it okay so you're it is my anime and uh, i'm not sure you, you've watched some anime before but one of the biggest genres throughout like the past 30 years of anime is there's some really intense sports anime out there so this yeah one. yeah like 
I know of like Haikyuu or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So this one, uh, here, here's what I wrote for it is sports of all kinds are popular around the world. Some are known to be taken to their peaks, such as basketball and soccer. But some people never think of uh, never think of the sport past the playground. Protagonists, I, I just named all of my protagonists protagonist. Protagonist, like many people, played tag when he was young. But unlike others, he never lost the passion for it. Watch as he dives into the extreme underground tag circuit, where a lot more is on the line than what you're used to on the playground. I kind of love the idea of this, just taking the most fucking mundane game ever and making it a competitive sport. I, I like this. I would not watch it, but I know other people would. Well, yeah, because that's the thing is, that's why I thought it fit perfectly for an anime, because, like, Haikyuu uh, or uh, Kuriko no ba- Basket or whatever the fuck it's called and stuff like that. Kuroko no Basket, that's what it is. Um, it, it, sports anime always make it really compelling more than actually watching the sport where you'll have these like thoughts mid-second in and of just like kind of unrealistic sports powers but still keeping it within the realm of like there's no superpowers and that stuff and i could totally imagine like a tag circuit where they set up like different obstacle courses or something because i know that there is a uh like professional tag thing that some people do where they do have obstacle courses or whatever but i can imagine you know the main character's training arc where he learns how to like you know parkour backflip off of the wall or something and shit like that and uh yeah i was just i I just thought you know i i could see myself at least watching an episode or two of this well honestly yeah i feel like what this sounds like is it's like how you're like in april how the whole musical thing is really just a setup for character development and like growth experience all that kind of thing mm-hmm. it kind of feels like the sport is just the you know the fun setup it's really about what happens around it okay yeah so, yeah yeah i could definitely see the appeal there um i i'm gonna give it the green light i'm gonna give it the green light I, i'm gonna give it a solid ah, shoot again it's not something i would watch but i know other people would so i'll give it a six okay i mean that's better than your piece of shit so <laughs> Excuse me, art is subjective. Yeah, especially to Artie, the artist who's never arted like he's arts before, yeah. You you were pretty close, that just shows it's a really memorable title. Yeah, uh, truly, with the word art in five different forms, but okay, you know, so mine wasn't as detailed as yours, but I'm glad you liked it somewhat, you could see the reality behind it, you know, if if it's my highest one, maybe I'll fletch it out more and I'll submit it and I'll be famous for your it. Well, I, I want to, like, delve into this. Like, is this, like, are they single games of tags or, like, team tags? And, like, is there a romantic interest? Like, man, you're, you're going to make this on the spot. Help me figure this out here. Uh, okay. Well, you know, as far as tags go, it's it's random each time. So you, you got, you know, ten people in here. It's kind of like uh, a game of Infected of Call of Duty. It's, you know, the name pops up. It's like, okay, this guy is it this round. And uh, you get different points for this, different points for this. If you make it this far or if you tag this many people, then, uh, then you can move on. There's, of course, every anime, sports anime needs a tournament arc. So there's a tournament uh, arc. He's yep. got the, uh, the right and there's also some just dumb comedic moments because you can uh, in like a baseball anime you can have them at an mlb game and sit down and be like oh, that's gonna be me one day but instead this guy's like standing outside an elementary school peering in like some pedophile and it's just like ah look at those kids just enjoying the sports you know oh, so he's like reminiscing on the days when everyone would do it just for the fun of it and now he's like I still enjoy it, but I'm locked in this competitive circuit. Exactly, exactly. So it's serious, but it's definitely got its comedy in there. Okay, sure, sure. And then maybe his rival is like 
a, a bit of a dichotomy. He's like, he appreciates the competitive aspect and he doesn't like the people who d- won't take it serious enough because he appreciates the grueling nature and dedication of the sport. There yeah. we go. Yeah, he's, you know, the over-the-top asshole about it. And the girl, the love interest, uh, who, who really wants to, you know, be with him, he's like, Psh! You could go out with me if you're able to tag me. So she's always just in the background trying to jump out and tag it. But with his amazing dodging skills, he always, you know, just sidesteps her. Dude, and in an anime, I could at least see the, like, stick dodging he would do, too. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. So, you know what? I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. We flesh it out a bit more, and I like what I'm hearing. This has some depth to it. Okay, I'm glad, I'm glad. I hope that all of your uh, movies, shows, games are not shitposts. So... Uh, well... <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say they're all shitposts. I will say <laughs> they all have a Jonathan twist on them. Uh, that's called a shitpost, but all right. <laughs> well, hit me with number two, where it's Farty the farter who's never farted like he's farted before. <laughs> Oh boy, do I have news for you. Oh god. No, um, not even I would stoop to those levels. The next one is called The Entertainer. Oh, okay, this one sounds like it could have a good premise, and I'm sure you'll yeah, manage yeah, to yeah. butcher that. No, 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 don't worry. And it is about a similar length, so just give me a moment to finish it here. Alright. Okay. The eccentric, well-off Justin decides to help his sympathetic, down-on-his-luck friend, Drew, get back on his feet by allowing him to crash at his place rent-free. Along the way, the two decide to turn their dreams of stardom into reality by creating a shared online project. The project goes nowhere for a few months as Drew struggles to piece his life together, much to his chagrin. The two, frustrated by their lack of a following, post a controversial video, thinking no one will ever see it anyways, but it goes viral. Justin, seeing an opportunity, wants to jump on the trend to Drew's dismay, who reluctantly agrees. Justin keeps pushing the envelope, posting more and more controversial and dangerous videos, which rack up more and more views. Suddenly, the two have a small but loyal fan base, and the project starts earning revenue, which allows Drew to start saving up for his own place. Along the way, though, Drew starts to notice a change in Justin's demeanor. He grows more and more obsessive, and he is quick to anger. Drew attributes this to the project, but he's afraid to pull the plug as he does not want to lose the source of income, nor his place of living, so he goes along with it. The situation progresses until the two accidentally commit a crime, though they are not caught. They decide to temporarily stay elsewhere until the situation cools down. Unfortunately, feeling boldened by their lack of punishment, Justin engages in more and more egregious criminal acts which Drew is forced to help cover up and stay on the run for, as he is now too afraid to turn to the police as he is complicit in those actions. The crimes grow to be so monumental that they get mainstream attention, and though their identity is unknown, law enforcement is now actively searching for them. Eventually, the two slip up and their identities are revealed, which puts their loved ones in danger of retaliation from vindictive online onlookers. Drew wants to come clean, but Justin refuses to give up the life they now lead. Drew, racked with guilt, turns himself in and suffers the consequences, while Justin successfully evades law enforcement and starts over. The movie is going to end with a flash-forward scene in black and white, with a news announcement that a video has now been posted again to that infamous project account. The end. Okay. Well, uh, you know, my first thing that I gotta say is this clearly is just you took us and then what our next step is going to be. Because Justin drew Jonathan Dillon. And essentially, yeah, what what you're saying is just like, oh yeah, these don't get views anyway, so I'll just 
post a porn tape for the next one, and then that blows up, and uh, we, we get wrapped up into it. <laughs> it was literally just my coworker's name, and then I was like, oh, what's a like, non-suspecting like, name? I was like, Drew's pretty good. No, no. You, you can deny it all you want. But uh, no, I, I enjoy it. I mean, it's kind of like the extreme version of, uh, of like, prank YouTubers where it's like people, you know, go down these uh, routes where they're grabbing people's asses in public and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, one guy's in it more for the fame and the other guy was in it for, you know, making what he wanted to in the art. And you can see, you know, the divide that comes up and all the shit that happens. And uh, yeah, yeah, this one is uh, extremely less shit posty. I, I am much <laughs> happier about this one than I am about Artie McFarterson. Hey, now, I said not all of mine were shit posty. Yeah, but that worries me that the next one is again. <laughs> uh, really, it just requires that one is a shit post. Okay. But, yeah, no, this one I genuinely felt like, okay, this could be a little bit better and maybe, like, a short, like, series or something. Probably just a YouTube series at most. But, like, mm-hmm. I was like, dang, this at least has a solid enough premise. It could be interesting. Yeah, for, like, yeah. I, I, I like this one. I, I forget, did you say this one's more of a movie or more of a TV show? It could be either, honestly. It'd either be a short TV show or a longer movie. Like, I, I don't think it'd be any sort of issue one way or the other. Gotcha. Because also, you know, me drawing parallels with everything, just to say that you're ripping off everything, is... Oh, uh, no. Did, did uh, with that, too? Yeah, is, uh, you know, this also kind of reminds me of, uh, of... Fuck, what's Walter White from? Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Of just like, okay, insert guy who originally was just doing this so he uh, can get money before he dies of cancer for his family and all that stuff, and then goes too far down the rabbit hole. And that kind of sounds like what this is. Uh, and, and, you know, yeah, you have the beginning and then you have the end with the flash forward and gray, and, you know, he's standing at the end of the freeway with, uh, you know, black and white as the minivan drives down. I mean, it's just, it's one to one, John. Am, am I just literally ripping off every show and movie I've, like, watched over the last two years, like, subconsciously? This is terrible. Yes, it is. But that's okay. Dang. Well, I, I think the real thing here is the quality of what I ripped off from, I guess, is why this one might be a better idea. True, true. The quality of this is much better. But uh, I, I do find it interesting because also the next movie that I'll pitch to you is uh, is one that also has accidental illegal things coming up. Oh, okay, so we, we we both kind of went a little bit into that end of the sphere. I like that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yes, if you have anything else that you would like to say about your movie, things that you enjoy about it, don't like about it, things that you want to flesh out more, and of course, I will give you my out of ten rating. I'll give that right now. Which this yeah, one, yeah, that's what I want. I want the is is it fresh or a rotten tomato? I'll give it a six out of ten. Like I like some things about it. Certain things I feel like in your description seemed like they dragged on a bit too long, or that you went back to a topic that could have just been described in an earlier part of it. Yeah. But overall, topic not bad. I, I enjoy it. So I think this one's worth you know worth fleshing out more. I appreciate that, and I'm not gonna lie, it might have been a factor of me doing this at two a.m. when I was exhausted from a week of work. Fair enough. All right, let's hear your next one. All right, so my next one, I'll do the one that has, you know, at least one parallel, is a movie, and it's called The Delivery Driver. So in this one, 
protagonist is a humble Uber Eats driver, just trying to make whatever cash he can get. One day, he gets a seemingly un, uh, seemingly usual order pickup, which ends up throwing him into a world he wasn't prepared for. When protagonist picks up his order to see it's actually filled with pounds of drugs and is now being pursued by an angry drug dealer, what will he do? Can he finish his delivery without, uh, without dying, and more importantly, with a generous tip? Oh, wait. So he doesn't let him bring it to the police or anything and be like, yo, this isn't mine. He literally wants to finish the order. Well, the thing is, is that he has, like, uh, you know, Pablo Escobar tailing him in the car, being like, okay. oh, because the people who uh, are selling the stuff through Uber Eats or whatever, they stole all the drugs from, uh, insert, big oh, drug dealer it? here. So they found out, like, oh, that guy's, like, he has all of our drugs. So they don't give a shit. If he pulls up to the police station he's just getting gunned down and the drugs are getting stolen so when you were saying like he's being followed you mean like a hot pursuit yeah oh that changes everything okay so he's like cutting through like at the street running lights swerving all that kind of stuff sure yeah exactly so uh this is pretty much you know baby driver 30 minutes or less or anything like that but with an uber eats doordash whatever you want uh, delivery driver who accidentally gets picked up into the world of drug dealing well i like that because you're incorporating a grind set into it because clearly it's his third <laughs> job is he's trying to support his family he is so he is. yeah i I can understand and respect that, though I will admit I never watched Boss Baby Driver, so I can't quite say I know what that movie is about. Oh, neither have I, but I've seen the commercials, <laughs> and honestly, that's all you need to know to get the synopsis of those. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I like this. Maybe your guy can have some kind of, like, disability and or superhuman trait too maybe he's actually blind but he rolls down his window and he can tell where cars are through his super hearing no he has one of those sticks that blind people use to hit the floor and it's just like rapidly going outside his window that man this guy must have the best reflexes of all time he he does he also has Tourette's so he's just constantly saying the n-word but because it's a medical thing they allow it to go by with a pg rating i feel like this project would get shut down because of that detail not gonna lie no no it's still better than arter mcfarter i'm still hung up on the how he would use the stick to drive because by the time the stick would hit something he would like crash into it so does his car have like some speed racer jump jacks that are gonna allow him to like jump over cars or something because then you're ripping off another movie no no well, what it is is you know how like ants or certain bugs use their antenna as like uh feelers or whatever so he has two uh blind person sticks like hooked up to his headlights and uh, those like get uh, you know, there's a line connected to them transferring through the car to his, like, testicles or whatever. So he feels everything that's in front of his car. Wait. I think if he's feeling that there, that would be so disabling that he wouldn't be able to drive and he'd get caught by the, the drug dealers tailing him. We, we gotta iron this out before I can give it a fresh score. No, we we no. gotta. This is all just food for thought. You know, he might not be disabled whatsoever because you threw that in. But, uh... Well, well, you said Baby Driver. What? I I didn't watch Baby Driver. I just meant someone driving and getting chased. I didn't mean he has to have a disability, Jonathan. No, no, I'm saying that we're ripping off every IP in existence. (laughs) No, his disability is that he's an Uber Eats driver, so he gets paid worse than minimum wage. 
That's true. When you take into account like the the wear and tear on his own car, that's terrible. And with gas these days, so like he, the reason why he doesn't turn into the police is he's like, hey man, drug smuggling isn't that bad to be honest. Yeah, like he respects the hustle. He has a sigma mindset. Exactly. Okay, but is he still working two jobs and everything? Yeah, one's for Uber Eats, the other's for DoorDash. I I feel like he can get a better, nope. more consistent. Nope, Okay, well maybe he has family at home that he has to take care of, and that's why he can't hold a consistent job, like with nope, a schedule. Nope, he, he's actually, uh, he's single. Oh, well does he have a passion for delivering food? Nope, nope, he hates it. <laughs> So why doesn't he just be a normal Uber driver? Because uh, he... he Actually, that's his second job. He's an Uber Eats driver and an Uber driver. So uh, he has someone in the back of his car and he's like, oh, actually, can we stop by McDonald's first real quick? <laughs> okay, this makes the idea better. I actually like this turn in the movie more. Does he at least like being an Uber driver then if he hates being an Uber Eats driver? Uh... Sure, sure, he enjoys that, but, uh, yeah, that, that's okay. another level of, you know, when he picks up the drug thing, he has someone in the back of his car, so then that fucks with things as well. Oh, shoot, because then they're involved, too, and he has to take them past their destination and not deliver the food because he has to focus on the drugs, and, oh, my goodness, maybe in a post-credit scene, he gets the people and food to their destination, the people are like, bro, this is literally, like, hours late. Exactly. Well, how how he's going to manage the five star Uber and Uber Eats rating? That's that's what it's all about. Maybe they'll understand his struggle and he'll become the most famous Uber driver of all time. Yeah, I mean that's not hard to do. I don't know too many other than ones who committed murder, but yeah. <laughs> Man, I think I think this is a great movie. It's a high art piece talking about <laughs> the war waged between the proletariat masses and the lower class who are trying to get by and have to use escapism via drugs and hard work in order to support their lifestyle this is this is high art no this is eat ass drive fast but okay that, that would have been a better movie for the a movie title than what you came up with I, these are movie titles in working in progress so yeah we can we can change it Literally, eat ass, drive fast is fucking genius. Why did you not come up with that? I'm kind of mad. Okay, well, there it is. Now it's eat ass, drive fast. And that actually totally fits with what the movie, I'm assuming it has to be a comedy. Like, unless you're actually playing this as a suspense movie, which would be fucking stupid with the details we added. No, it's a romance. Oh, it's a ro- Wait. Does he fall in love with the person he delivered? Wait a minute, no, wait, if he's delivering the drugs, he has to stop at the end. Aren't the people he took the drugs from just going to murder him? No, he kills himself in a moment of solitude. Then where's the romance? Is he, like, calling? You said he's single. Wait, where is the romance? <laughs> he's an autosexual. Like, with his car? No, as in with himself. What's an autosexual? Someone who's only sexually attracted to themselves. Oh, I thought it was someone who was only sexually attracted to automobiles. I mean, you know, we can double mean it. But yeah. I was using uh, context. I, I'm going to stop ruining this movie for my original uh, thing. No, and, yeah. no, no. I, I like where we're going with this. It's spiraling into something better and better. I hate you. Uh, yeah, Wait, here's my shit post movie. Can his car be like a, a semi sentient being that like can also transform into a battle robot? That way he can take out the people following him? No. Go on to your third movie. You mean that we can't rip off the Transformers as well? No, we can't. Okay. Okay, fine. 
Well, we'll go on to the third one then, Mr. I don't like my genius high art that I'm coming up with. Yeah. All right, this next one is called Dreams and Nightmares, Ooh, which is coincidentally one... a good song by Meek Mill. Oh, I mean, this sounds like a game, but is it not? Is it a movie? Is it a TV show? Probably a movie. Because okay. it would drag on way too long to be a show. Fair enough. Okay, here is Nopsis. It isn't real. None of it is real. No matter how much she wishes that things were different, Amy is stuck somewhere between sleep and awake. Her life is filled with nothing but loss and regret. She tried everything she could do to feel alive again, whether it be therapy, changing career paths, spending time with loved ones, spending money like there was no tomorrow, but none of it made her feel a thing. The only time she felt alive was when she was asleep. There, she lived a fantastic life, one filled with magic and adventure. Her whole life, every night Amy would have one continuous dream, and she grew connected to the life that she had in her dream. There, life was exciting. She had a family, wasn't a wage slave, and the world revolved around her. It was nothing like real life. As the years go by, Amy develops an addiction to sleeping. She even starts to legitimately believe her dreams to be her actual real life. Those around her, however, are concerned and stage an intervention. It is there that they realize how ju just how disconnected Amy is from reality. She genuinely cares about her dreamed loved ones more than the ones in the very same room as her. This causes Amy to get hospitalized for intensive care. It is there after much time that the dreams stop and the doctors are satisfied with the progress that Amy has made. But she, tragically, has never felt more alone as she went a night without seeing the ones that she loves most. She feels like she is now truly living in a nightmare. Her mental health spirals out of control until she is confronted with the ultimatum that she must choose between her dreams or her reality. Stuck between sleep and awake, Amy must choose whether to let go of her dreams and better her reality, or retreat back into the place she has felt the safest for years. Her spirit broken, but body inexplicably shaking, she looks the doctor in the eye and decides that, and then the movie cuts to black, and that's the end. Oh. Well, I mean, that's pretty good, but it's also a rip-off of something that I've seen, Jonathan. Oh, Wait, is it? No, well, not not actually, like, something that's fully produced. But, you, oh. you, you know, in those uh, good old days of, like, you know, early 2000s when Facebook was not a, like, neo-Nazi cringe website? Dude, I'm going to be so mad if this is actually a thing. It's not exactly this. But, yeah, you know, there, there were always those things that... I, like they were very maple story-esque uh, like those that's the community that i uh, put these videos with and they normally have like some very you know emotional music in the background and there was one about the story that uh, i think actually our friend kin had you know shared or something not made but you know shared that's how i saw it or something that at least he would have if he did not specifically of um yeah. Of this girl who, yeah, is just, like, kind of going through the motions of life, but in her dream, she has, like, this boy that she's in love with, and it's this reoccurring thing, so she gets to meet him every time he goes to sleep, and he finds her, or she finds her mother's sleeping pills, so she starts taking those and going to school and doing Bruh. that and stuff like that, so uh, the teacher reports it and is like, look, you gotta stop taking these, and the mother gets mad at her, and she is like, no, you know, I'm so mad, blah, 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 I, and she had some extra sleeping pills stored. 
so she took like a fistful of them and uh, in her dream when she gets there the uh, the boyfriend that she has you know looks kind of sad and she's like oh what's wrong and you see this darkness creeping in and you and he basically tells her if like you know we can only see each other in our uh, in your sleep but you overdosed on sleeping pills and as the darkness uh, creeps in you know she dies from overdose do you know how fucking pissed I am? Because I was going to include the detail about sleeping pills, when, like, honestly, I think I drove the point home enough. I don't need to, like, include that in synopsis. But what the fuck? I am mad. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good thing, but I've already seen an animated version of this that was very emotional on 2013 Facebook. Bruh, what is going on? I thought I was ripping off a different thing vaguely, but now I'm actually basically just ripping off something directly. Yeah, exactly. But I really enjoyed the thing that you're ripping off, so I'll give I'll give your uh, story a 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. No, no, I am mad. I basically am rehashing something I already made, unknowingly. Uh, yeah. I did just like a 2 out of 10. This sucks. No, it's great. <laughs> I mean, it was like, you know, 2013 Facebook video, so it wasn't a fully produced movie. You know, you can you can go more into depth with it. You're basically and just adapting the short sued. story. Well, no. I will get sued. You're paying for the rights. You're paying for the rights. You know the worst part? You know what I tried to rip off of? What? Vaguely, to be clear. Like, uh vague inspiration not direct um i tried to rip off of howl's moving castle <laughs> i've actually never seen howl's moving castle uh basically the howl i think his name is i don't actually remember his name it's been like a year since i've seen it but uh one of the characters has like abilities and he has a magic house that like doors open and he jumps to different parts in the world and like all that so it's like huh, like, he's living a double life. He saves the world as some creature with powers in one, and he's also in love with a girl in another. It's like, huh, he's living two different lives. I'm like, two different lives? Basically, doors to different realities? Wait, sleeping with dreams and being awake? That's basically a good analog to that. I was like, cool, I could vaguely rip off of it without anyone really directly seeing what I'm doing. But no, I just had to decide that this Facebook Maple Story-esque kind of thing seemed perfect to unknowingly rip off of even though i've never seen it and i am pissed yeah i'm trying to type into google to find it but i i can't find it so you know maybe it's niche enough that uh that you can rip it off no problem but yeah if i if i do find it i'll link it to you later with how close it sounds i honestly don't think I, that, like anyone could get away with that though to be it well i don't know like it might be animated but i don't know how that works with regards to things being like I, I don't know if the right word is trademarked or copyrighted or, like, whatever the intellectual property law is there, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't know how that works, because I've seen singers get sued for, like, less, where this is pretty accidentally blatant, I guess, but, like, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of mad that even when I try to come up with something original, it's still ripping off. All three of these were ripoffs in some way, some more direct than others. But th- this makes me mad. I'm gl- I'm glad you like it, and I'm glad it sounds good, because I genuinely thought it was the best out of all three, too, which is why I saved it for last. Yeah. But I'm mad. Well, it was the best. It's just a ripoff. <laughs> no, this is the thing. I didn't even come up with this for this, though. I had been thinking about this for a while in the back of my head, not like actively developing. I'm like, damn, this could sound pretty good. But now I'm mad. Well, sucks to suck. I, I You cut out. All I heard was suck. Oh, <laughs> I said sucks to suck. Oh, gotcha. I thought you were just giving me a command. I'm like, okay. Suck. It is time to suck. <laughs> yeah, man. I am heated. But before I just go on a 
totally tangential tirade. Ooh, there we go. Another T word. Uh, we'll, we'll let you take the floor. All right. So my my last synopsis idea, general thing, is a TV show, show called Normal is the New Strange. Protagonist lives in an apartment that just so happens to be filled with heroes, villains, aliens, etc., uh ironically enough he seems to be the weirdest one there just by being a normal guy and yet and stranger yet just like how superman thinks that you know when he puts on the glasses everyone thinks that like oh he's just a normal guy and for some reason everybody believes it he's the only person in the entire building who has enough common sense to be like oh that guy's superman that's that's the joker that's uh-huh. you know that's an alien and all that shit uh so follow protagonist as he goes through his life as a neighbor and potential friend of a bunch of idiotic anomalies so yeah he, you know he's just living his life and maybe uh-huh. superman comes next door and he's like oh how's it going it's like oh you know work problems and he's like yeah i can imagine as he you know looks at the news of superman saving someone earlier in the day and it's just like dumb shit like that happens wait so is this movie filmed from the perspective of the like normal dude who like can clearly see what's going on or yeah it's a, it's a tv show not a movie so this is it can be an oh, episodic okay. thing where like maybe one day he invites some people over for dinner and you have batman and joker sitting right next to each other but joker doesn't have makeup on and batman doesn't have his mask i mean as examples i know that like you know batman Bruh. bruce wayne is rich and all that stuff but like similar things just like oh you know they're all so fucking dense that they don't realize that they're in an apartment which just so happens to have all of these amazing people and he's the only one are like are all of you guys fucking stupid like okay well i love this idea because the comedy aspect of it but something i'm gonna say that i fucking hate is how you and i think so similarly because i'm gonna reread the passage from Artie the artist who arted like he never arted before mm-hmm. uh okay going on whether it be the inexplicable inexplicable sex scene in his live action puppet movie yeah sure but the next part the curious decision to tell the story of a completely uninvolved random pedestrian in a suspenseful drama about a crooked cop both of us had the idea of taking a story that's really like dramatic with big over-the-top things and then just tell it from somebody who's completely random and be like huh well, that's interesting and i hate that we both did that grand of mine was like obviously making a parody joke about it being a bad idea and then yours mm. is literally making a joke parody so like it, it's not exactly the same but just the thought i even thought of it and then you like made an idea about it, that's just man we are too similar i hate that yeah <laughs> we should start a podcast yeah it's basically just me one person riffing with themselves more or less <laughs> that's depressing maybe maybe i'm just really good at doing voices and you never hear us talk at the same time do you haha oh. uh-huh, that's never happened once we're so polite but all jokes aside i like your idea i feel like it's it's funny it's got good it's it's got a decent enough premise my only question is um how are these superheroes, aliens, and everything earning enough money to stay in the apartment? Well, that, that's why they're all living in the same apartment. Because, you know, they got, like, side jobs or that shit that they, they don't make tons of money from. Because you don't have time to learn software engineering when you're saving, you know, kittens from trees and all that stuff. Wait a minute. So can there be an arc? Or not even an arc. Can there just be scenes where, like, the protagonist is going to, like a grocery store and then he fucking sees superman bagging groceries or something well you know you people don't know he's superman but he does oh, yeah yeah like, but, but yes get the idea. yeah okay and then you said aliens do they present themselves as humans or are they also like are they literally like 
alien, non-human looking. It's, you know, since this is going more the comedy route, it's just like, ah, hello, fellow human. Ho, ho, ha, ha. And maybe they'll have, <laughs> like, you know, those dumb glasses with the big, uh, the big eyes and the fake mustache and nose with it. Okay, sure, sure, sure. I like that. Yeah. Okay, I think... I think this has potential. I'm going to give it the green light and I'm going to give it a solid. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to give it a score because this kind of thing breaks the scale of Ooh, ingenuity. It transcends scores. Yeah. So it like it hits the 10, but it goes just over and loops back around to a one. Oh, so you are in a one because it's so good. It looped around. Great. So it's a one. <laughs> Yeah, I give this idea a 1 out of 10. Wow, thanks. You're welcome. I hope you can really appreciate that. Yeah, I do. I do. Well, I mean, at so, least I didn't rip anything off. Hey, now. You're an all-star. We'll let me think. <laughs> um, let, let me think if that rips anything off. <laughs> can I argue that it rips off Kappa Mikey? No, you can't. <laughs> You know, just normal person ending up in a situation with all these like larger than life people around him and he's like bro what's going on but like he's clearly sees you know the, the absurdity of what's going on around them even though they all think it's like legit and normal i'm gonna say it rips off captain mikey vaguely nope nope i'm original <laughs> well all jokes aside i'm not gonna end it yet even though we're done with all three ideas because i kind of do want to make a point here okay make your like, point I know that both of us, like, took on some, like, more comedic ideas. Yours with your tag one, and then obviously this one, right? Actually, all three of yours were kind of comedy-based, now that I think about it. Well, the tag but, one wasn't necessarily comedy-based, but it could have a comedy aspect. Like, you know, tag was going to have a serious serious sports aspect to it of just a dumb idea. Yeah, yeah well, point being, like, we, we each took interesting ideas. I don't think we were exactly sitting down to make masterpieces, whereas, like, I'm sure that the people who sat down to make, like, the Sopranos, Breaking Bad, whatever great show you want to mention. I'm sure they actually did sit down and think, I want to make a moving piece of, like, media. And, like, I don't know. I, I didn't find it hard to make what we were doing, but I'm very consciously aware these are terrible ideas, largely. <laughs> Aside from maybe, like, a funny YouTube video, like, actually making them. But I think you get what I'm getting at. Like, just, like, dang, I can't imagine how hard it would be to do the real thing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I... I... I think that, like, when you actually have to write out the full script, that part takes more skill. I think making a general concept, I think several of these as general concepts, if we had the skills to flush it out enough, could be decent as a script. Uh, because, believe me, when I did take my script writing class, there were some people who were just, like, absolutely atrocious of, like, oh, this is just, like, a one-to-one -one ripoff of your life. This is just a one-to-one -one ripoff of a show that you like. There was one guy in the script writing class who every single script that he wrote for the entire semester was about Michael Jordan. <laughs> That's right, isn't it? That's so weird. Yeah, so I'm just saying, like, you're right, maybe we're not uh, 10 out of 10, we're destined to become writers or anything, but I feel like our writing skills are decent enough, at least from an English perspective, even if that doesn't translate one-to-one, -one. and I feel like we can have some generally decent ideas, where I feel like the hardest part would just being able to, like, pitch it to a executive or anything yeah i mean honestly maybe that's fair that's fair it's just i don't know i i did genuinely have fun doing it even if most of my ideas were like shit and kind of memeing in a way but like i i kind of enjoyed it oh i, I enjoyed know, it, it as well i uh, the only thing that i didn't enjoy was hearing your first movie <laughs> what that i think that one was the most like 
easy to hear. Let me, let me look up how to pronounce the word like palatable or something. Palatable? I don't know. Like palatable? Palatable. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I never heard someone say it in real life, to be honest. I've only read it in like, you know, it, it's like the word epitome. Like it looks like epitome or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, although that's fair, no, go fuck yourself. You're an idiot. <laughs> but point being, like, I think that was honestly the most like easily watchable out of all. No, shows. no, 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 no. The other ones, yeah. like, no, the other ones, granted, needed some skill to pull them off artistically. But yours literally just seems like you did a Mad Lib and just of like, let's shit post a movie. Maybe this is the difference in our movie taste right here, because I would actually watch Artie the Artist who arted like he never arted before. Oh, don't get me wrong. I would watch that with you on a couch. Absolutely. But I would I would recommend that movie to people because it's so terrible. Where, like, yeah. the other one, especially the last idea that you had, although it ripped off that one Facebook video frame for frame, is something that I could imagine myself watching that and maybe tearing up and being like, you know, if, if it was done well. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's not happening at Artie. Like, I'm tearing up because when will this thing fucking end? <laughs> I like to think you're tearing because you're laughing so hard you're crying. Because it's a genius work in the art of comedy. Yeah, truly. Who do you think should be the main star in it? Like, I think Adam Sandler would be a decent choice. I think the Maybe only just... thing to redeem it would be The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Could you picture the art, uh, the Rock being called Artie? <laughs> they call him the art uh i don't know that's kind of pretentious well he sounds pretentious in your movie but yes i guess that's literally what i was was gonna say do you have anything else uh, that you're trying to drive home there or uh can we roll the credits i mean we can roll the credits and we get the post-credit scene oh no i hate the post-credit scene (laughs) all right we'll just end it there though all right well uh to offer now. You're too for new.